This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Tony Cahoot. Before us tonight, we have Brother Orion and Sister Sidney Altman. And we are calling them to serve on the board of deacons here at the church. And this has been, after much, much prayer, careful direction from the Lord and examination some time ago, maybe even more than a year, perhaps around that time frame, God started to impress upon me to start taking some initiative to fortify our ministries and to prepare for our future. And as I begin to pray about this very special office that Brother Orion will occupy, he and his lovely wife, Sydney, compliment the church, the Christian virtues that we share, biblical qualifications for him to serve on the board of deacons. And unbeknown to him and her, and really all of our current deacons, which, by the way, Brother Johnny Hamilton is still technically one of our deacons. He's, Pat came to me when he came to be disabled, and she said, might want to take him off. I said, oh, I don't take deacons off. God does. And so he, he, he will serve honorarily anyway until the Lord takes him home. But the Lord began to impress upon me this young man. And I began to study him unbeknown to any of these folks. And I would see the joy of the Lord radiating from them every time I were I was in their presence. I've seen them stand in the lobby and greet people. I've seen them take down Halloween party festivities in the cold, in the dark, and I've seen them faithful in the church, in the class, and it's just something to see. I don't know if you could ever come close to feeling it, but to see the joy and the passion of the Lord and what God's doing through somebody that has just plugged into heaven. And I studied this young man from afar off, and he he never knew anything about it. And I'd, I'd be careful with it, and I'd watch, and I'd listen, and watch, and I'd listen. And finally, God gave me confirmation, he's, he's your next man. And I, I felt so honored to even entertain the thought of that because I knew when God impressed him upon my heart to serve on his board of deacons that the spot that he was getting ready to occupy was my dad's. And so I took a long hard look at him and the Lord kept nudging me closer to it and I called uh, I talked to each one of these men privately I said look I want you to study this man 
I want you to get to know him. Talk to him. The Lord's speaking to me about him coming alongside of this deacon board of the church. And so they did. And one at a time, I asked them when I could, have you had a chance to talk to Brother Orion? Different ones would say, well, yeah, or not yet, but we'll do. We had an opportunity to even bring that up closer the other night. And this board of deacons sat with Orion and Sydney and talked to them uh, extensively about the doctrines of our church, um, the code of ethics of our church, and very well, he passed with flying colors. And so tonight, I want to move forward with this ordination, and I want to share a couple of scriptures with you, the church, but I want uh, to let this rest on Orion tonight and, and Sydney as well. And so I'm going to ask these fellas if they would get up on the screen, if you can, here, Acts chapter 6. And I'm going to read for you verses 1 through 7, and then I'm going to go into a passage of 1 Timothy. Through the years, I have had people... I was talking to a man today. He said, Preacher, how long have you been pastoring that church? I said, it seemed like forever. And he said, that's testimony, a dear friend of mine. And uh, I got to thinking about down through the years of time. And this is what the Lord taught me many, many years ago just as a young kid preacher. I found out this sometimes the hard way, and I think those lessons are sometimes the best lessons. But th this is what I've always found to be true, that whenever, and I've had a host of people that has approached me from time to time, can I be a deacon? Can I be a deacon? And I've always, it's like somebody keep coming to me and saying, can, can I preach? Can I preach? And I've tried that too. The thing that I have found is that when people crave those kind of things, that's where our worst problems arise. And I have found out that the people who never entertain such a thing, I remember sitting down with Brother Cecil Rock after putting him through the same observation that I did with each one of these men. And I remember sitting down with him. Uh, we sat down for a cup of coffee in the Shoney's restaurant, and I said, God's laid you on my heart, brother. He said, man, you got the wrong rock for this. He said, that's, he said, I don't know what you see, brother Tony. He said, but I don't see it. He said, you got the wrong man. And I said, well, we're off to a great start here because God has shared some insight with me about you. Maybe you don't even see yourself. 
But this is what I've always found out to be true. And when I have people rushing for something like this, God's not in it. And it reminds me of the story when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon when he was threshing wheat. And the angel spoke to him and said, God's got a very important task for you. And you I don't know if you can recall his statement, what he said. He said, me? He said, my family's poor in Manasseh. And then he said, that, and this, this is what has stuck with me through the years. He said, and I am the least in my father's house of Manasseh, is what he said. So I have learned to walk carefully and to observe, just to observe. I, I've never heard this couple be critical, whine and complain. I've always found them to be cheerful, helpful, and demonstrate, not just with words, but demonstrate with their hearts and hands. And each one of these men tonight uh, have given their approval, correct, sir? You, Danny, you, Brian, Dan, Justin. And, uh, and so I'm going to read this important passage of Scripture here, and this really puts us into the framework of what a deacon is. By the way, the word deacon means servant. This is not a pedestal. This is, this is a place of servanthood. And after carefully examining his life, and of course, it, I've always felt this way, that every man that God chooses, he has to have a good help meet. He's got to have that support system around him. And Orion certainly does with Sydney. But I want to give you one of the primary responsibilities of a deacon. And I want to read these passages of Scripture for you in Acts chapter 6. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 7. And in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in their in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. There's a lot of times that I call on these men to do specific things for me. That ultimately is for the church. And I have always found them willing and available. Always let me know whatever you need, preacher, let us know. And it doesn't mean that these disciples thought they were too good to be servants. But the primary purpose that they were engaged with was the administration, the preaching of the word of God. In verse 3, wherefore, and these disciples are speaking to this crowd, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report. Now I will tell you that even though the word says seven, it doesn't mean, the word doesn't teach us that we have to have seven. We could have 27, or we could have three. It, but this, this is what they started off with. 
seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business, the temporal business of the ministry. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And these individuals were certainly people that had taken the load off of the work. And in verse 5, And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. And the scriptures list a few others. Stephen being noted in the scripture as being the first deacon that the scripture talks about. And so these are the primary responsibilities to help me help you. And then I want you to look in a passage here in 1 Timothy chapter 3, because this, this is the qualifications. And this is how we move forward with this great step in our church. Look at this in 1 Timothy chapter 3, and I want to begin reading in verse number 8. Of course, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. He said, Likewise, must the deacons be grave, not double-tongued, not given too much wine, not greedy of filthy lucre, holding the mystery of, of the faith in pure conscience, and let these also first be proved. In which this young man tonight, definitely unbeknown to him, has been proved. In fact, when I, when I talked to Orion and Sydney, I said, I want you to pray about this. And I really want, he had no idea. He never saw this coming. But he, he responded with great wisdom. Preacher, let me pray. I said, I want you to take all the time you need. And uh, he certainly did that. And so the word says, let them be proved. Then let them use the office of a deacon being found blameless. Even so must their wives be grave, not slanderous, sober, faithful in all things. And Sidney fits that to a T. Let the deacons be the husbands of one wife, ruling their children and their own households well. For they that have used the office of a deacon well purchase to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. And so we, we have discussed the primary responsibilities, and that comes out of the book of Acts, the qualifications here out of 1 Timothy chapter 3, and uh, without question, this fine couple certainly fits into this mold and biblical instruction, the mandates of the Word. And so the, the charge tonight is simple. And so, Orion, this is what I would say to you, my son in the faith. I would say, that I charge you tonight on behalf of this church to be a great servant of faith, 
Faith is the substance of things hold for the evidence of things not seen. A lot of things that we do here on this hill takes an enormous amount of faith. And so I charge you to be a great servant of faith. And then number two, I charge you to be a great defender of the faith. These are uncertain days and uncertain times that we live. The works of Satan, Jesus said this, that the gates of hell would not prevail against the church. But he didn't say that the gates of hell would not fight against it. The gates of hell are fighting and they will continue to fight. And as we see the day approaching and we wait on the Lord's return, we're going to see things come against the church like we've never experienced before. And so I charge you tonight to be a great defender of the faith. And then number three, and therefore, I charge you to share your faith. Don't ever be ashamed of the faith. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. In Romans 1.16, never ever be ashamed of your faith in Christ and always be willing to share your faith. And then lastly, I charge you to encourage others to live out the faith. I don't believe that God has called anybody to serve him secretly. People need to see Christ in us. That's why he said that we were the light of the world. We were the salt of the earth. And people need, in these trying, desperate times that we live in, they need to see Jesus. And in so many ways, we may be the only Jesus that they ever see. And so tonight... I charge you to be a great servant of the faith, to be a great defender of the faith, to share your faith, and to encourage others to share and to live out their faith. These are important steps. And so now it's come to the time where we will have what the scriptures teach about the laying on of hands. And the word says, lay hands on no man suddenly, and this man has been examined for well over a year. My personal observation, and these men, I don't know, I believe back in the fall I presented him to you all. And then more so recently, you all have had a chance and opportunity to question him. And so he has promised to uphold the Constitution of the Church, to live by our bylaws, our statement of faith. He adheres to the doctrines of the Church. This is a fine, wonderful family. And so it's going to be a joy, Orion, to serve with you and Sydney in this great place. So what I'm going to ask our deacons to do now is, uh, Orion, I'm going to ask you to come sit right down here in this chair. And Sydney, I'm going to ask you to sit here on this one. And what we're going to do now is to, what the scriptures teach us, is to lay hands on them and to pray for them. And we will do this individually. I'll come in last. So I'll let uh, Ray, you lead, and Danny, and, and Brian, and then Adam, and Justin, I'll come in behind you. So I'd like for you to pray for these fine young people. And they are tonight a picture of our future. And that's what I want you to think about as we go into this prayer time tonight. You listen to Pastor Tony Cahoot. For more information, Visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.